East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I of course am Les and this is my co-host. She's back. Mario, how are you, Miss Leslie? I'm good. How are you? I am a complete 180. You know, last week um, I started off by saying how depressed I was because Candy left. Yes. The Bravo gods blessed us. I'm going to jump right in. Portia Mm -hmm. Williams is back to the Real Housewives of Atlanta season 16. Mm -hmm. So I know I'm thrilled. Did you see her uh, social media video that she posted? I did. Yes. I, I don't want to mispronounce her last name, but I thought it was cute that she's like Portia Williams. That's false. But then she said that she's come for Portia Goo Goo Gaio Gaio Badia Gaio Gaio Gabadia. <laughs> I'm gonna just call her Portia G. <clears throat> Portia Portia G. That's perfect. Portia G is coming back. She released a statement through Variety. Now you know that's a big deal when Variety. Confirms. Yeah, you know to believe it exactly. That's not even People Magazine, no shade people, but Variety, a full statement in Variety. She said, I'm incredibly thankful for the vision and faith that yeah. has fitted me to be the larger part of their family. She said she's looking forward to being back on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. She mm-hmm. hasn't been on for three seasons. She left after season 13. No, two seasons. She left after season 13. So It's only been two seasons that she hasn't yeah. been on? Why does it seem like so much longer? Because the seasons were a drag. There's no other way to think. There's no other. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel Cynthia's absence too much. No shade. Um, but Portia just has energy and she's funny. And Portia she, makes me laugh. So oh, she makes me laugh so much. And I'm excited that she's coming back. I know that Candy's not coming back, but there are other rumors i still can't say it like there it is rumors the rumors and the nastiness and the husband there are rumors now that miss phaedra parks is well phaedra not even rumors phaedra confirmed in an interview last week or this week whenever that she's in talks to come back i don't know if i want her back full time just personally speaking but it would be um exciting to have phaedra make appearances here and there but now that's that we- true she could be friend of yeah, my prediction next season it'll be Portia Kenya. I'm gonna say Sheree because she was also on Trader, so that uh-huh. means likes her. Um, I don't think Marlo will be back full time. I can see her being a friend of friend and of, think, and I think they'll flush Sonya and Drew. Unfortunately, yeah, not going to BravoCon was an indicator to me that she was probably not coming back for sure. Um, yeah. So and Sonia's boring. Sorry, but she is. And um, yeah, they need some some new people. And yeah, then some new people. I so we'll see. Andy, of course, is saying he's so excited for the season. And of course, I mean, come on. I, of I mean, course, he gets paid to say that. Um, speaking of Phaedra Parks, she's been mm-hmm. on Married to Medicine. I know we don't recap Married to Medicine. It's been a good season. It slowed down it a bit after Quad left or got the boot, but. It's still riveting to me. Um, to me too. It always, I, I like the husbands on that show. So they don't bother me as much as some husbands on other shows. Husbands do. Husbands. Husbands. But um, 
it's random that today news broke that Apollo, her ex-husband, is going to go to the Married to Medicine reunion for some reason. That's weird because um, he hasn't been on the season. So, yeah. So my theory is that I don't know if something's going to happen from now until the finale that leads him mm-hmm. to go to the reunion or why he's making a cameo at the reunion. Right. Also, right. don't know if this is like some new Bravo trend because remember, Kathy went to the reunion of Beverly Hills. Oh, that is true. And she wasn't on the whole season either. But was she on the reunion or she was just like visiting Kyle on the set? Oh, no, she went. Bravo announced it and she made an appearance. I don't know why. I think they're setting up for her to come back next season. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe. Yeah. This is like some weird trend to have cameos from people show up randomly with like, I don't need a storyline to start at the reunion. You know, no, no, that's the that's the time to wrap it all up. Exactly. That's why it's a little confusing. Mm-hmm. But of course, we shall be tuning in. March 3rd is when the reunion is scheduled to kick off. They haven't mm-hmm. even appeared on screen together this season at all. So I'm unclear. No. They have showed been- flashbacks of him, like to try and explain who he was, I guess, to people that didn't watch Atlanta or I don't know. Yeah, that's weird. But, um, yeah, they haven't been on the same TV screen since season seven. Was yeah, man, I can't believe how fast time goes. Apollo yeah. went away for a little bit. Oh, Apollo went away on vacation. <laughs> Somebody that should go away for my headlines is one Larsa Pippen and Marcus George. What the oh hell? Oh my are they god! Doing? And more today. More. I just sent Mario another like update about a half what? an hour ago. I mean. Oh. It's crazy because, first of all, the news broke immediately after we you posted the episode and then mm-hmm. they followed each other because we mm-hmm. posted it, I think, a day before the Super Bowl. Right. And during the Super Bowl, all the Bravo fans on Twitter, it was hilarious. They're like, oh, Larsa and Marcus, they're breaking <laughs> up. We broke up. That was our Super Bowl. Like, we're like, mm-hmm. fuck me. I don't even remember who's performing right. at the halftime show. Larsa and Marcus are breaking up. And then, so all this week, we thought, okay, they're breaking, they broke up. What happened? It actually, I know we'll recap Miami later, but um, it did coincide with the rumor or with Argiana bringing up the fact that Michael Jordan didn't approve the relationship. Like, the, right in this week's episode. Yes. You know what I mean? And so, but then I thought we were going to discuss their breakup, but then yesterday they were spotted shopping for flowers or on Valentine's Day, whatever. Trias, which is like kind of, kind not not near where I live, but more on my like end of Miami. I was very surprised they drove that far for flowers. Now they followed each other back. And so, I mean, it's, listen, people break up and get together all the time. Mm -hmm. It's weird. But when you're a real housewife, it becomes, it feels stunt queen-like. Right. With all the posting on both their parts. She will, Oh my God, it was so funny that you, when we were talking about their breakup and my, and Marcus posting himself watching the Super Bowl, <laughs> I was listening to another podcast and um, I think it was Gibson, shout out to Gibson. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Gibson's podcast and he goes, Mar- Marcus was watching Super Bowl on like a very sad TV set. <laughs> I know. I was like, what is that? It's so small. And I'm like, oh my God, Leslie thought, we thought that too. And so I, it's all in the details with us. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it it looked like a computer, computer monitor. And I'm like, one would think Michael Jordan 
would have a better way to watch the Super Bowl. But okay. Okay. I mean, all righty. Do you? I mean, listen, I'm pretty sure maybe they got into a fight. Maybe they wanted press. Who freaking knows? But ultimately, it's um, this back and forth is not good for me. I've been so overwhelmed. You know, I, <laughs> it's just I'm, too much for us. It's too much. I need you guys to get it together. For I, por favor, as Marisol. I, por favor. Alexia would say. Um, last but not least, before we get into the recaps, I wanted to. We're on our girls' trip Morocco watch. <sighs> um, Vicky said this week that the head of Bravo told her that it will not air. But then mm-hmm. today, an Instagram account said that Peacock actually hasn't decided. And we know that litigation is ongoing between Caroline and Bravo. I don't know how long. I think the longer they wait to confirm or deny, the more anxious people will get. By people, I mean me. And <laughs> me, right. Yes, we need to know. I mean, what are we waiting uh-huh. for? What I are would like we? to know. Um, I personally don't think it should air, just, just as an objective person I try to be. But I do want to see it. Somehow. Couldn't they just so cut out those scenes if those are scenes? Can anybody and then show us the rest, please? Just leak it to me, por favor. Uh, yeah, but um, anything else that you hear from Bravo World this week? That I no, I don't think I heard. I'm trying to think to myself. Uh, no, not that I can think of now. I'm sure something will come to me right after we're done recording. But oh, actually, so. Love and DC just posted a picture of Kim Zolciak with the camera emoji. Oh but, God, uh, I'm unclear what she's. Um, what Kim Zolciak is threatening us with, but <laughs> I hope she's not also coming back to the Real Housewives. Oh my God, what if she was? And oh. that's that's the other person they're bringing back. I know, I Andrew know. Better not do that to me. We do not need Zolciak back on the screen. I that's... don't think we do either. I really don't. I don't need to hear about her divorce. I don't need to hear about Mm-mm. her red red solo cups or Mm-mm. and her um, cigarettes and her. Chardonnay or whatever it is, she Pinot Grigio, whatever. Shibli. Um, <laughs> yeah, there was no pump rules headlines. I was trying to find one pump rules headline to segues in, segue into it. Um, I did enjoy this episode a little more than mm-hmm. last week. Yeah, me too. It's starting to make some baby steps, but I'm also finding it difficult to to really fully connect with the cast in a way, I guess. Um, it feels yeah. It feels like we're getting into that gray area where people hate each other so much that they just stop filming with each other, which impacts the show. Right. Uh, kind of all over the place. But what, in Miami, they Kiki and Lisa immediately just talked it out and moved on. Like, and I know that I shouldn't. Good. Compare. Yeah. I can't compare like. Lisa and Kiki with Ariana and Tom, but still, like when you have a coworker or, ugh, I, I, listen, I don't even know what I'm saying right now. I'm just frustrated with Pump. It's Rose, true though. It's true. They need to film. I was just yelling at the TV before, like because I was watching it again, and I'm like yelling at the part where they're all sitting with Schwartz, which which we it's too many like W's that I'm trying to say at once. We will get to that. Um, but you have to film together. This is your job. Now, I understand Ariana doesn't want to talk to Sandoval, and that's all fine and good. But the fact that she gets mad that he's going to be in the same vicinity, they live in the same house, and I'm not buying the fact that they don't run into each other, even though they have a go-between. They don't see each other at all there. 
It's not a castle. <laughs> you can skip the East Wing. No, but that's <laughs> the thing. Like, we expect reality and real, but sometimes you have to suspend reality when watching these shows. Like, obviously, yes. obviously you want authenticity and you want people mm -hmm. to be themselves and all that good stuff. Right. But at the same time, you need resolution on these shows and you need to film with people you may not like because part of watching these shows it to me part of the enjoyment is a social experiment of all and like human interaction and mm -hmm. in real life absolutely you don't expect to hang out with people you hate but when you're contracted to work together to do it yep i know i mean it's like come on like and if uh, they don't do it there's going to be nothing interesting to watch on the show and there's going to be no show and then they're all like out of a job. So what's it going to be? That's, that's what's frustrating. It's frustrating because as viewers, and it's not just exclusive to Pump Rules because it's mm -hmm. happening in Potomac. It's happened a lot in the back in mm -hmm. the day. One of the trailblazers to do this was Nini. When if you watch season like seven and eight or season six and seven, mm -hmm. she would just walk away from people that she didn't want to film with. Yeah. And that's when it really started to like the trend of like, I'll just walk mm -hmm. away from them. Don't film them or walk away from them. But you can't you can't do that that messes up the formula the formula either sit there and argue or pretend to move on i don't know i'm all over the right. place just right been it's been well, nobody's asking them to hang out when the cameras are off i don't care what you do at that point exactly like come on give me a little something to work with here let's get into the uh episode here uh, episode all right let's do it <laughs> so <laughs> after james storms out in anger uh from Mm, all right, I'm going to start that over again. I'll just cut that part out. Hold on. Let me write down like what time we're at. So I don't have to sit here and like search for it. What what time is it? 8.19. Maybe started at 8. All right, at least I'll find it. Okay. After James storms out in anger, Sandoval's birthday party of randoms continues on. And the conversation with James has rocked Sandoval. So he pulls shorts aside or as Mario has written it in our notes, shorts. Shorts. I shorts. say shorts. It's easier than the W. And it's Emily <laughs> shorts. called Emily from OC <laughs> pronounced it as shorts. And she didn't even mean to. She just said shorts. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm going to just start saying shorts. It's easier than. All right. Maybe I'll just call him that so I don't mess up again. <laughs> I'm just, you know what? I wrote shorts all day. So you can. Um... Okay. So the conversation with James has rocked Sandoval. I'll tell you that again. So he pulls shorts aside to vent and Sandoval just can't believe that James feels betrayed by this affair when James pulled pretty much the same move 10 years ago. Shorts tells, tells Sandoval he should have just apologized to James and shorts tries to explain to Sandoval that he can't get so defensive each time someone comes at him. Okay. The deflecting I can't deal with it. It's so bad. It's so bad. And it's cringy because Sandoval's literally giving, or I'm sorry, Shorts is literally giving Sandoval a freaking lifeline and like yeah. a free pass, like yeah. something to be humility. Like, right. dude is serving him the apology on a platter. And Sandoval's just like, well, 10 years ago, like, listen, now. Maybe he's being strategic because 10 years, a, a lot of viewers that are watching now are watching because of Scandival. So mm -hmm. maybe he's finding the audience what happened, like the new audience, but it's still deflecting. And it's okay, still, but it's a reach. Yeah. It's a reach beyond. And oh, and ugh, it was just gross. I know. It's cringy every time he deflects and then he gets mad when somebody tells him to apologize. I just, I can't deal. 
So in the meantime, the ladies are busy emo nighting and James and Allie roll up after attending Sandoval's party and James likens the party to playing chess. Sheena is baffled that James received an invite to Sandoval's yet she remains blocked by him. Oh, poor, poor she-dog. I mean... I wasn't sure if you were going to call her she-dog like I do. <laughs> uh, Sheena, I'm impressed by how much Sheena makes everything about herself. It's really impressive. She can take anything and make it about anything herself. It's about Yeah, herself. it's a skill. It's definitely a skill. I don't think she can monetize it, but it's definitely a skill. So James tells the crew that Sandoval tried to turn the tables on him by going back 10 years ago to his affair with Kristen. Ariana is shocked by this, but also she is not too surprised that Sandoval is so bold considering he only hangs out with people that he pays and is used to people agreeing with him. I mean, that group of randoms at the party, I can see that being true. Big, uh, Hangers on. Hangers on for sure. So Ariana, Sheena, and Katie, guest DJ, emo night, and I'm going to say DJ lightly because I think they were just pushing buttons on like pre-recorded sets, but that's fine. You do your thing, girls. If you feel creative, then that's amazing. Meanwhile, Schwartz leaves Sandoval's party to try and get there in time for the girls' debut. Sheena invited him after all, and he didn't want to let her down. He misses the performance, though, because he took too long saying goodbye to Sandoval for fear of shaking up their friendship. Now he has upset Sheena for missing the whole thing, especially her emo version of Good as Gold. Good as Gold. I've been bopping to that song way too much. It's like... It's a pop. But like when it first came out, it was such a joke, but now it's like campy funny and it's like... I like listening to Good as Gold, and I also listen way too much. Oh my god, I'm embarrassed. To um, on display by. Oh my god, it's in my playlist. Oh, I don't. I love singing on display at the top of my lungs. When I just (laughs) when the when the beat breaks in, and I'm just like, I can feel the weight of the world. That's all I know. I I mean, (laughs) on display, on display. I I think of Teresa going. (laughs) <laughs> on display on display i know i was just like watching that. that oh my god <laughs> it's so good but good as gold is so catchy i'm sorry y'all. it really is it really I is therapist about that. <laughs> so sandoval gets a sad version of the happy birthday song as billy lee brings the cake over to him and he cries of course he does thinking about those who have stuck around but he is especially upset because raquel rachel did not even reach out to wish him a happy birthday Sandoval claims that she is his best friend and that he loves and misses her. Uh, The next day, Katie enters Ariana and Sandoval's shared house in fear of bumping into him. He's not around, though, post-party, and so she stays and she gets an IV treatment with Ariana. They discuss the friendship between Katie and Sheena and worry that Sheena's soft spots with people will continue to bring an energy that neither girl wants around. LVP heads to pump and looks around at the empty shell of the restaurant. She second guesses the closing of the restaurant, but she realizes that nothing lasts forever and then curses in surprise when Sandoval enters bearing flowers. I was surprised that the flowers only had like two pink flowers in them, to be honest. Well, he probably, I mean, that's probably all they had <laughs> Safeway, you know, it's like a time to Exactly. Tough. Exactly. two for five and he put the other one in the car. Ralph's. Ralph's. The <laughs> California grocery store. Fucking Chevron flowers. 
LVP tells Sandoval that the gentlemanly thing to do would be to get out of the house he shares with Ariana. But of course, he has many reasons why he should stay, which are all, I'm sorry, ridiculous. It's just a house. You can sell it and move on. It's not home is wherever you are. Right, Mario? I mean, sure. But I <laughs> listen, LVP's not my favorite, but she was, I was agreeing with her a lot mm -hmm. in this because I know that she's an executive producer and so she has to push story too, which mm -hmm. she'd always be good at. Yes. But I think when she finally said it would be the best thing as a gentleman, but she's giving, if she thinks that at this point, Sandoval's going to act like a gentleman after he cheated on her. I mean, it's a little uh, late. It's a little late to be a gentleman at this point. You are gentle <laughs> trash and it is what it is. I was lost. Um, so Sandoval brings up Sheena and addresses the podcast that hurt him. And he feels like Sheena should take a day off from harassing him and Raquel Rachel, citing the episode featuring Nima, Raquel Rachel's ex. And according to Sandoval, Nima spoke about sexual stuff on Sheena's podcast, including the false accusation that Sandoval and Ariana were in an open relationship. Sandoval said this podcast really upset Raquel Rachel and Sandoval came in as her hero. Give me a break. Sandoval goes on to tell LVP that the mob mentality is driving him crazy. He drops a bombshell when he says that he even battled suicidal thoughts and snaps at LVP, telling her not to tell him how he feels. LVP immediately jumps to action as she knows suicide all too well since she lost her brother a few years ago that way. She's upset because she made Sandoval promise her that if he ever felt that way, he would come to her and he didn't. LVP begs him to be more sensitive and more apologetic, and perhaps things could get better with some of the strained relationships among this group. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just going to have to, even if he doesn't believe him, like what he's saying, he's just going to have to be a little more, you know, I can't think of the word, but accountable. that's what he needs to be. Yes, accountable, even if he doesn't think he is. Like, strap on a pair. I don't know. Listen, I felt really bad for him when he admitted that. I mm -hmm. felt Yeah, of course. A, I think it was a big revelation to say that, um, mm -hmm. especially to LVP who lost her brother in the same way. Right. Not something she takes lightly. Yeah, it was a big to me it was a big revelation. Like I kind of was shocked, but I don't think uh but this is where I sound I don't want to sound too insensitive to that subject, but mm -hmm. I also don't know he's like a liar you know what i mean yeah, and i don't like, i don't right is he trying to get attention or sympathy i don't want to say that somebody would lie to garner sympathy by saying that but people do let's but just i mean do, i'm not saying he is but people do yeah we're not saying it but we are implying it i'm just kidding i'm <laughs> kidding i think that i'll just say that i'm glad he didn't do that because it's a terrible thing to even talk about and consider so let's just say that yeah no of course so Katie and Sheena, meanwhile, have decided to truly work on their friendship one-on-one, -on -one, and they sit down for some mocktails and chat about Katie's upcoming date. Sheena then apologizes for inviting Shorts to emo night and realizes that was an old Sheena move. Sheena discusses her self-realization about people in her inner circle. 
Schwartz brings the pups over to Vanderpump Dogs for grooming and a little session with LVP. He talks about his brother cirrhosis, which has now made him rethink his alcohol consumption. Good thinking. Good thinking, Tom. Regarding mm. Schwartz and Sandy's, LVP doesn't believe the punishment fits the crime. Schwartz and LVP can't figure out why people can't move on when Ariana has already. LVP talks about how she was frightened after hearing Sandoval's suicidal thoughts, and she begs Schwartz to help change the whole narrative. LVP mentions a restaurant opening in Tahoe, and so Schwartz invites himself. And together, they come up with a plan to invite everyone, which is so convenient. Look how that works out. We're filming a show. We need a cast right. trip. Let's right. go to Tahoe. Right. It's see you next Tuesday, and while James spins, the crew hangs out, even Schwartz, who invited himself. And when Ariana arrives, he bounces before he can get iced out. He finds James and talks about the new spot in Tahoe that he found out about through LVP. And he tells James that he will be extending the invite for Tahoe to everyone in the group, including Sandoval, and James decides he will go. Thank you, James. Good. You Thank have a job to do. Let's do it. So Sandoval enters the lion's den as he walks into Sir for the event, and he has decided to take LVP's advice and try to apologize. Okay, so I need to stop right here because as I was watching it and he's walking in, I don't like, and I know it was just after Sandoval, like three months after, or Scandoval and whatever. I hate how everybody is lined up in Sir watching him, and then I heard somebody cheering for him as he walked in. Please don't do that. Like, I, I can't. No, I, I need I, to pretend that this is real. No, and then I noticed that people were cheering for Ariana and yeah, yeah. like I can't. Are we just gonna stop? Like, at what point do we acknowledge that they're famous on the show at this point? I know. You know what I mean? Like what if I know. we're gonna people cheering and then you could see everybody in the background like filming them. I know with their phones up. It was like, okay, this is like BravoCon. I was looking for myself in that. It scene. was. You're right about that, though. It was. It reminded me of BravoCon I'm when like, they walk in and everyone's cheering them. I'm like, oh, we're really not. We're, are we breaking the fourth wall or are we not? Because yeah. at this point, none of them work at Sir, but let's just go. Right. You know, but it's, it was pretty interesting to see them leave that footage in. It's like, oh, God. Like, and then, like, I hear people cheered for Sandoval, too. And it's just like, Ooh. it was just weird. Yeah. It was weird to me. Anyway, everyone eyes Sandoval from afar, and Ariana refuses to have him in her circle. No one can believe he would come to support James after the chat they had the other day, and this actually just demonstrates how delusional he is. So Sandoval talks about collateral damage with friendships, and this leads directly to Schwartz trying to mend the divide. And while Sandoval makes up with the servers, was that that guy was just... <laughs> The guy who came over, I died. I'm sorry. He was crying and he's like, I want to be dragged along with you. Oh, Does God. anybody even know who that is? The poor thing. That poor thing. It's so sad. I, 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 I don't know. I, they, I have no words. Listen. I really no words. I had got a good laugh though. So Schwartz tells the group about the upcoming Tahoe trip and no one can understand why he would invite Sandoval and Ariana makes it clear that she doesn't want to be anywhere near Schwartz or Sandoval. Lala tries to explain that one day Sandoval will devastate Schwartz and Ariana chimes in, essentially calling him a lost cause. And she states, I gave up on Schwartz a long time ago and my life is better for it. You know what's interesting about Lala trying to warn Sandoval about Schwartz devastating him? 
she's the one that reached out to Rachel in the first episode. So why Mm -hmm. is she now warning? Like, I feel like she's playing both sides and she's kind of doing what the audience wants her to do because she knows people don't really like shorts either. Um, So, but at the same time, it's like, okay, so what are you doing then? Like, what side are you on? Like, you can't reach out to Raquel, Rachel, and then warn, like, I feel like she's all over Mm -hmm. the place. And listen, even though Sandoval is not the best person, as we know, the two of them have been friends for a long time. Is he supposed to just drop him? He didn't do this to him. He did it to his girlfriend, which was terrible. But I mean, what's he supposed to do? To me, it's completely awful that she got cheated on, but everybody's acting. And I said this last season when we Uh were Everybody's acting like they haven't done the same thing. I know. I know. It just, it really, and listen, I'm not excusing it, nor am I condoning it, but I'm not passing judgment completely because I feel like for this cast in particular, Mm -hmm. they all have done this at some point, Mm -hmm. some some circumstance, but I think, and I think I've said this before, so I'm sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I think what changed this season is the attention this got because of how... Mm -hmm how social media has impacted the show how mm-hmm. much magnified everything is because right. of social media and yeah. because of real-time information and because of everybody being a reporter so i think that's why it felt more huge than it was because everybody has an outlet and everybody hangs yeah. on it and everybody was talking about it and yes it was salacious it was scandalous but at the end of the day, this man didn't murder somebody and I'm not defending him. Let me clarify. I'm not defending anybody, right. but they are really, and like to quote Lala, I have never seen someone get cheated on and all of a sudden she is a God. No, it's true though. It's true. And it, like, this is a good segue. Cause at that point, Schwartz tells Ariana that she's not the group's queen and her ego is not appreciated. She should hmm. not speak on behalf of the entire group. And she really shouldn't. Like, why is she doing that? And I don't, I just, I think that it's unrealistic for them to expect the two Toms to just not be friends anymore. It's Or to disappear. Now, again, I implore the audience to remember, we're talking about in the TV show setting. In real Mm -hmm. life, flush them. But in the show setting, it is not realistic to just say we're done. What are we supposed to do? Have two shows here? Like, come on. And there'll, there'll be nothing to watch. It'll be boring and we'll have no show. What Again. are we doing? So, um, you know, at this point, Mario and I both think it's kind of funny that she makes such a big deal about not wanting to be around him when she still lives with him. You still live with him, Mama. And so mm-hmm. at this, like, I don't know what I want at this point. Like, I feel like last season 10, we weren't even going to recap it at first. Because we were kind of scratching the bottom of the barrel here. And then yeah. we jumped right in when... Um, Scandal about it. Yeah. And so I... Maybe this show is losing... It's back to where we were. Because what are we doing here? Like, we're all we're talking about is the same Scandal. Yeah. And, and nothing's kind of, happening. Nothing's happening. And yes, it's only three episodes. And yes, we should wait. And yes, we should see it play out. But... What else is happening? What else are we talking about? Like nothing. And all they're talking about is how they don't want to talk to each other. So I know, I know, I know. Where's the sandwich shop? 
where's the where's the sandwich shop set oh my god <laughs> this is so shady somebody on twitter called it nothing about her because it just oh, like, not a- there's nothing they're right <laughs> i thought it was funny sorry Ariana. something about nothing Anyway, so Sheena excuses herself to use the restroom and very conveniently walks past Sandoval. And when Sandoval asks to speak to her, they meet in the Sir Alley for old time's sake. Sheena talks about not expecting to get blocked after reaching out after his friend's death. And Sheena reminds Sandoval that she has a heart unlike him. Perhaps if he were honest and remorseful from the get, things would have been easier for him. And Sandoval tells Sheena that her podcast went too far, but Sheena makes it clear that Sandoval needs to humble himself. Everything he is doing is the definition of a narcissist. And right before Sheena walks away, Sandoval reports, you should know that after that Nima interview, I really had to talk Raquel down. Sheena explains that she was just looking to put the truth out there. It's not her fault that the truth was ugly. Sandoval questions if it's Sheena's business, and Sheena reminds him that none of this would have happened if he hadn't slept with Raquel to begin with, leaving him speechless. For Which once. Was a, I know. <laughs> I found it to be very manipulative for her to look at him or to look at Sheena and say, after that Nina interview, I really had to talk Rachel. Like, what does that mean? She, what is yeah. that? What are you implying there? Should Sheena be talking about anybody? No, but no. whatever. They all monetize Sandoval yeah. in their own way. Sheena recorded a podcast. Sandoval went to, you know, local elementary school and performed. Right. They all did what they had to do. You know what I mean? Right. It's, but it was the felt- local elementary school. <laughs> I just like, I just kicked in. Little, <laughs> took me a, a little skate park in the corner with a limited <laughs> <dad>, darling <laughs> it just it felt manipulative and i also i feel like the audience forgets that sandoval and sheena have been friends for like 15 years so Since i do before feel, any of this yeah i do feel that there is some validity to the fact that he misses her mm-hmm. but again tom's gonna tom and he's going about it the incredible like wrong way and completely completely wrong way and um i can't stand sheena making everything about her but in this case it is about her so maybe they should have said sheena about her that should be the name of the sandwich Ugh, yeah everything's about sheena about sheena everything about sheena yeah Vanderpump mm-hmm. sheena. oh my god giant well, portraits everywhere from her wedding to <laughs> shay <laughs> given us a moment oh boy um, well that was vanderpump rules yes it was a prize we're still very early in the season who knows you're only we'll see if things pick up or they don't frustrate me as much but we'll see we shall see let's um drive up north or south or however far they are from beverly hills because (laughs) this is the beverly hills recap i found it to be an interesting episode especially the end it starts off with erica going to her therapist's house She's just so in awe about her life. She had the Las Vegas residency. She has good pressure coming from that. She is scared to fail, though, because she doesn't have Tom's unlimited monties. And so she explains to the audience that Tom was always her safety net, but now she's ready to just move forward. She shares how she won an alleged good appeal the other day and got a favorable ruling. But she explains how things are very unresolved due to the judgment and criticism she has faced from the ladies. And she realizes she's not going to get what she wants from the group, but she knows who has her back whenever 
something happens. Does mm-hmm. she know who has her back, though? I'm not really sure if she really knows that because, listen, I'm a, re- I'm a broken record at this point. How is that? I don't understand what she wanted from them. I mean, she got it at know. the end of the episode. I know. But that wasn't really a breaking celebration news. Like, that money Why was does still- she care so much? Because she wants to be exonerated on a public platform by her co-stars that came out. Yeah, I guess so. Get it. But anyway, that's not up to them to do. Exactly. Ugh. Anyway, Sutton's back with the main man in her life, her horse Santos. (laughs) And she doesn't recognize him at first, which, you know, we all Mm -hmm. have made that mistake. We all look at the wrong horse sometimes. I mean, Mm -hmm. How many times have I looked at the wrong horse? When I Wait a my... second, though. The horse that she saw looked like a completely different horse. It was <gasps> brown. It was all horse. brown, and her horse is white with brown patches. Uh, and it's just so relatable. If I had a nickel every time I mistook my horse at the dam, <laughs> oh, I can't even tell you. My horse is just, they all look alike. It's so crazy. <sighs> Me and Sutton are both thrilled because I'm glad that she owns a horse again, and she likens riding Santos to dating. She says, I get to know him before I ride him. <laughs> it's so cute and quirky. Um, oh, Avi, oh, Sutton. Avi, her assistant, is there, and he is taking her pictures, doing all that good stuff until Kyle gets there. Um, Sutton and Kyle bond, over, or they recap the trip. Uh, they recap how emotional it was, especially the day she let go of her ashes. She tells Kyle that she did talk to her ex-husband before he left the country. Sutton admits this will be a lifestyle change as he used to live down the street from her. Sutton then opens up and tells Kyle that she never went to therapy with her ex. And that's when Kyle jumps in to say that she's been going with the moster. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle talks about how their work life has been playing a role in putting a strain on their marriage changes in their life have been hard and kyle says she's tired of making sacrifices and compromises she now wants the moster to prioritize her but she also wants to be an independent woman so it's a delicate dance of figuring all this out i feel like as time is progressing during the show as it airs or as Mm -hmm. a film kyle was starting to open up more and more as to yeah because I mean, I've said this before on the pod. I think I don't think they were together by the time they even started filming. Right. But she didn't want to say it on camera or to the no. Um. So, but she is starting to slowly peel back the truth about okay, what's going on? Yeah. And uh, across town, Garcelle is doing a GoFundMe campaign for this foundation called Cyber Smile after her son was bullied online. Um. Garcelle said from bots or whomever a few years back, she said it was hard. So they go to their house, they film a cute commercial um, mm-hmm. promoting Cyber Smile. Gar- Garcelle decides to allow her son Jax to take Ubers to meet her friends and give him more independence. It, I thought it, that was a good decision. It was cute. He's um, a boy, he's safer boy. than a girl in an Uber at 15. And it beats having to drive your kid around everywhere. Oh my God, you're telling me. My poor mother, I put her through hell. I needed to ride every day somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not only getting back on her horse, but she's getting back on dating game. She has a second date with Mr. Steve. She's excited to see if the baggage she got rid of in Spain is going to change to this date. The date looks mm-hmm. like it went well. So that was a good little. Yeah, I thought he he's cute and he seems to enjoy her quirkiness. Yeah, I think he was cute too. And um nice guy. 
nice guy. I hope she nice had checked. I hope she checked his pockets. Um, <laughs> you know, we have to make sure that they have good credit scores and, you know. <laughs> um, Kyle and Mauricio decide to, to toast because she's going to therapy. So that's interesting. Um, as things get harder to communicate Kyle and for Kyle and Mo, they do say the therapist has been helpful, but Kyle gets a little defensive when the moster refers to therapy as fun. Yeah, I was like, are you fucking kidding me right here? The moster is such a man to say fun. Like, you know, men are stupid and they. Yeah, no offense, men, but come on. A little offense. No, they a little probably, offense, probably yeah. thought he was being cute or something. I don't know. We I'm not going to try to get into that brain. Um, so they agree that good is a better adjective to describe therapy. <laughs> Mo admits that it helps him get in tune and it feels like they are in a way better place and that after 27 years, they're busier than ever. Um, he repeats himself. Kyle just feels like she's not being heard. Um, in this I period. don't think she is. She, I don't think she is because she's over there sitting there how unhappy she mm-hmm. is. And, oh, and yeah, he's like, I- oh, therapy is fun. I wanted so to fun. smack him. I can't. Sorry. Um, Sorry, yeah. Mo. He does try to ease her fears by reminding her that they never stopped loving each other. But I think that's a strategic but, uh, because you can love each other, but that doesn't mean you're in love with each other. No, and you can love each other and you can not make enough time for the other person. I mean, I just, he feels, I feel like he's more checked out about the situation than she is. Like he never says he, like, I haven't heard him say anything about slowing down or I don't know. I don't know. He acts weird. Love bean. Love bean. Frijoles. That's a Spanish for beans. (laughs) And that's not a cute word. Frijoles. I don't anybody to refer to me as a bean. Beans make you fart. And when you are farting and you're a queef, <laughs> I would be like, love queef. Like you are just <laughs> away from me with these beans, honey. Um. Anyway, Anne-Marie is here still for some reason. And she's hosting a brunch, uh, Mother's Day brunch. She knows that she has to talk to Crystal about getting to a better place. Mm-hmm. She doesn't like the negative energy. I did appreciate Anne-Marie's uh, brunch spread. That looks so good. Oh, yeah. Well, Darren was watching it with me. It's my husband, you guys. And he was like, gosh, there's a lot of food. She has so much food. And I'm thinking, and it's all going to go to waste. I'm like, yeah, no, they're not eating this. Nobody's eating. Like, but I, (laughs) oh, I listen in my culture. We bring to go boxes to parties now. So it's honey (laughs) to go I need everybody to bring your own to go box. Be that person. Well, I like that she subscribed to my Jewish mother opinion of it's always better to have too much than not enough. That's the same thing. Okay. For my culture. Yeah. Like, it is so yeah. important. I, when, even when I do like house parties or work events, of course. you need to have so much that it, it's so much easier to just have extra because it's so mortifying to like run out. Of, to not have like, enough. Yeah. I'm like getting anxiety sure. about that. Like I'm just, I don't want to. I know. Anything. Um, Crystal does say she feels weird about her conflict, but she's hopeful to make good. Everybody's getting ready differently. And during, while she's getting her glam, Dorit FaceTimes PK about Mother's Day. His response is cringe, very aligned to who PK is. He Mm -hmm. explains that Mother's Day is not a big deal in England and reminds Dorit that she is not his mother. You're not my mother. That made me cringe because, whoa, what a jerk. Yeah. Naturally, naturally, Dorit demands that she should be celebrated for being the mother of his 
children and he can obviously just, you know Garcelle's the first to arrive to Anne Marie's house. She's in awe of this jeweler that was provided. Kyle arrives and says the party's over the top, to which Anne Marie says, Good. Um, Erica talks with Anne Marie about Spain, and Anne Marie brings up Crystal. She hasn't reached the resolution. You know, Anne Marie's doing her best to move this story forward. So we have to give a little bit of a gold star that she's trying to get the storyline going here. Mm-hmm. Um, Crystal comes in bearing gifts for everybody for Mother's Day, and Sutton brought a roadie claiming that she's here to have fun. They browse the jewels. Erica thanks Crystal for being the only one who apologized for contributing to her pain. And then Anne-Marie steps in to pull Crystal aside. Mm-hmm. Um, Crystal first fills in Anne-Marie on her health state. And they just Anne-Marie just wants to talk about their differences. Crystal realizes that they just have to agree to disagree. They both want to move forward and move on. And the rest of the ladies just linger and listen as they finally quote-unquote makeup because you know they got it into it at the reunion like, yeah this is yeah it felt so contrived to me because the finale's next week and so i'm like what producer told Anne marie to go talk to crystal about this to nip it in the bud because i know the fact that all of a sudden she has a change of heart and she wants uh-huh. to know oh, girl like yeah that's, that's what i mean you have to suspend uh, reality. yeah but Anne-Marie is not doing it for me, y'all. I don't know how y'all feel about this. No, it's too performative because I feel like she's always like asking the right question. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, it, why are you? Yeah, it just yeah. like somebody's too much. I need, uh-huh. I'm going to, like, I wish I could do like some sort of audit of her mm-hmm. phone records. Like, can we just subpoena her phone records? I want to see who's texting her. What producer okay, is texting exactly. her? Somebody's texting her. They probably have a whole cue card behind somebody and just like ask her this. I know. Um, it's true but, though. I mean, listen, we can see right through you like you're bathing in Windex. Yeah, she's point. not a good yeah. But I also said to you privately that I don't think she'll be back next season because she's only gotten one family scene all season. Mm-hmm. And we don't know anything about her. And right the broke about her problematic husband right mm-hmm. when she joined the show. Right. So I don't know. I mean, but then again. Gina has going on her sixth year on OC, so worse than Ah, <laughs> uh, no shade, Gina. No shade, mm-hmm. Gina. Sure. Um, Sutton <laughs> talks about her second date and how they haven't even kissed yet. Erica says Sutton's date just wants a blowjob. <laughs> okay, that poor man that was overly. Oh, I know. Over it. Erica then explains to the group how she went through something tough and shares that she is disappointed by the group. Erica wants an apology from certain people who did not believe in her. Erica reminds Dory that she said Erica pulled everyone into her legal meets and Dory lets us know that Erica made it very difficult to support her, which I think is fair from Dory because Erica, the way she was acting last or the season, mm-hmm. past two seasons, at what point, remember Erica, does Erica forget that she says that she didn't care about anybody but herself? Like, how do you defend right. that? How do you support that? How do you? You can't. And anytime anybody would bring it up and ask her questions, she would get defensive and angry. So then how can you talk to her and be supportive? You can't. One of my favorite Erica rages was when she was like, or what? Or what? (laughs) I know. Or what? Or what? Kyle explains (laughs) that she actually took issue with how Erica handled the situation. And Garcelle does admit that she had an opinion and that she's going to stick by it forever. Um, Sutton does apologize because she feels like she may have caused a lot of blame on Erica's end. She maybe it was 
the roadie, but Sutton repeats her apology. She realizes that Erica needs his apology and Erica gets emotional and Kyle lets Erica know that she's been an amazing friend. She is sorry too. I love Kyle, but I feel like she only said sorry because Sutton said sorry. Yeah, I think so too. I know. And she felt bad. Yeah, I agree. He's like, crap, I need to look good too. Right, exactly. Um, Erica believes that she has received a lot of closure. She's shocked that she's getting this acknowledgement from the gals. She says she's happy to have finally been heard and looks forward to the group arguing about somebody else, to which I say, hopefully somebody starts arguing because nobody's arguing. Everybody's getting along. This is not why we watch these shows. Um, I know. I do feel like Erica got a good redemption season this season because when you partner up this apology scene to next week, she gets her big performance scene in the finale. Mm-hmm. It feels very much like let's clean up her image and... I tweeted oh, yeah. that they replied to me like, oh, well, next week will be a good reason to remember why people loved her in the first place because she was a performer and she was whatever. Mm-hmm. So I don't know who's to say that this might not be Erica's last season because she's getting redeemed and the spinoff. I mean, who knows? Crazy. Who knows? Different. You never know what the powers that be at Bravo are up to. For sure. Did you see the pre- next week is a finale, which of course we'll recap, but did you see the preview of like Kyle breaking down in her confessional? Oh, did a- I see that part? It was a commercial. It wasn't a standard preview. It was like, a oh no, I did not see that. I did it not like, see that. Covers her face and like does a whole sit up. It's like, mm. I was like, oh my God, poor Kyle. No That's wonder sad. Andy was sobbing. I know. It's really sad. I'm going to be sobbing too. I like them as a family, but Mo is pissing me off. He, just the looks on his face, the things that he says to her. It, I don't know. I want the whole story and I want it now. Okay. I want it now. I need a one-on-one <laughs> with Andy. I need somebody don't that I need. Care we, how I want it now. It's a favorite in the Russo household. It's Willy Wonka. I, Chocolate factory. Oh my God. All right. Let's Let's just get right into it in Miami, you guys. Uh, So we have Nicole visiting Lisa in her hotel room. They're still in Mexico to discuss the other lady's frustrations about her divorce drama. Nicole asks Lisa if she has any familial support, and Lisa expresses that her mom is coming to visit, which is interesting because we've never even heard of or seen any of Lisa's family. So. Lisa shares with us that her parents have lived together but slept in separate rooms for a long time. And she mentions that she moved out at 16 and moved in with her boyfriend's family. And she's concluded that she could have daddy issues since she has gone from man to man. It does seem like that. When she was saying that, it just seems her life is just from one boyfriend to the next. Now, granted, season two of Miami when she joined was like 84 years ago, but I don't remember giving us this much backstory when she first joined you know what I mean like I don't think she gave us any we knew she was from Canada that was it and lived in Vegas we knew that she was her husband's best creation for her tagline but (laughs) I was like wow how are we just learning about Lisa season six you know what I mean it is a little strange right like really we've never even seen anybody in her family and when you so like Alexia's freaking soap opera story like how she gives us well this is a lot (laughs) 
So Lisa knows that her relationship or uh, I'm sorry, Nicole lets Lisa know that her relationship with her dad is also complicated and she shares that she will be meeting his new girlfriend soon. Nicole still can't reconcile that her dad is trying to be a father again, even though he's already a grandparent. And side note here, it must have been very difficult for Nicole to watch these scenes back after losing her dad. Yeah, I keep thinking that every time yeah. she talks about her dad and I think that anytime like you know, because in her confessional, she does seem like cringy and complain. Like it comes off yeah. as a complaint about her father, right. but he has been right. passed away. So I hope she's giving herself some grace because obviously. And it's not like it. dying makes somebody a saint. So, but it still might make you feel bad. It might make you feel a little guilty. Plus, Nicole's a Virgo. You know, she's overthinking this. Oh, 1000%. <laughs> so the ladies meet in the lobby to go shopping at the outdoor market. And I've been just, as a side note, I've been rewatching Jersey season three where Melissa comes and they go to Punta Cana and they think they're going shopping, but they go to like a market. Oh, I and know. It, I had such vibes of this. Oh, uh, like dirty. And they're like walking. <laughs> is that when they're walking on blood or something? It's, yes. It's like, and Melissa's uh, like, I'm walking on blood in my Gucci's. My Gucci's are on blood, <laughs> Melissa in her old face. Oh my God. Teresa's like, I'm researching a cookbook. Oh, I may good. do an Italian oh. fusion fusion. Now that you brought up, and I know, sorry, we're going to sidetrack a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now that you brought up Jersey, I heard mm-hmm. that um, Jersey was supposed to premiere in March, mm-hmm. but because the season sucks so bad, they are like reworking it. Great. Right now. And now I hear it's going to premiere in May. So Okay. That's why there's Great. nothing on the horizon. If you notice, there's nothing on the horizon. Yeah. Miami and Beverly Hills end next week. And typically when a city ends like now, we would have the trailer, the premiere date, mm-hmm. the next city that's on the horizon. And in this case, it should have been Joyzy. Granted, I didn't saw I didn't fact check. I'm just repeating gossip. That's what I do. Um, but we got nothing. Why, it makes sense because I'm like, oh, well, no wonder there's no Jersey because they even showed us a part of the Jersey premiere at BravoCon. I see mm-hmm. the entire first episode of Dubai at BravoCon. And mm-hmm. that was no, 2023. That's a whole mm-hmm. almost six months ago, whatever. Yeah. Where's the schedule? Who's scheduling? At Bra- I don't need a dry spell in real life. Right. So no. my, dry, my, my real life is dry enough. The fact <laughs> that Bravo TV is now giving me a dry spell in Housewives. Because after Miami and Beverly Hills, what do we have left? Potomac that we're not even recapping, which is I know. Like, I guess we'll stick with Vanderpump and uh, Summer House. We could do Summer House. (laughs) (laughs) We are scrapping at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, really. I mean, I don't. We're about to recap. Uh, what season, old season, do you guys want us to watch in the meantime? Oh, we could do that. You guys message us and let us know, and we could definitely recap. Like, we could. We can Maybe recap like, iconic episodes. Yes. I'm just, I love how I'm Yeah, because we got nothing to do until any brain- other housewives come out. I love that we're brainstorming on the fly because I just realized this. I'm like, oh my God, Jersey's not back yet. And Mm-mm. we have content to recap because Bravo right. I spell right now. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Anyway, sorry. God. Go back to the market in Miami. Anyhow, so Gertie wasn't feeling well and she said she would try and meet up with them later for dinner. And Kiki says hello and hugs Lisa, but their interaction is a little awkward. Kiki thinks Lisa owes her an apology for her insensitivity about her personal life. 
Alexia and Marisol tell Kiki in the van that Lisa is all about Lisa. And Marisol shares that she told Lisa about her vow renewal with Steve. And Lisa asked who she was talking about. Oops. They feel Lisa cannot empathize with others. And I think that they're not far off the mark. Meanwhile, while at the market, Kiki gets some peer pressure to eat some crickets for the protein. I have eaten a cricket before, a chocolate cricket. How did it taste? At the school fun fair. It just tasted like a like crunchy chocolate. It didn't really taste like anything. Oh. I think it was like really had a lot of chocolate and like teeny bit of cricket. That's like when you put spice on something nasty because you know all you're going to taste is a spice anyway. So Yeah, exactly. I don't know if I could eat a cricket. I mean, I've had plenty of snakes in my mouth, but as far as the cricket, I can't really say. It wasn't too bad. It really, it was fine. And mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not one to eat weird things. I don't even eat fruit. So <laughs> of any kind people. Oh, so don't ever send me any edible arrangement because oh, that would not you. be a good thing to send me unless you hate me. On that note, don't ever send me like flowers or balloons for my birthday because that's offensive. I don't like flowers for my birthday or yeah. Valentine's Day or <laughs> I don't. Somebody sent me flowers. They'll remain nameless on the podcast because they mm -hmm. listen. Somebody yeah. sent me flowers for mm -hmm. Valentine's Yes, I and saw I, a picture. Of them. And I was like, they're adorable. Thank you. But if you do this again, I'm going to call the police. <laughs> You know, I don't, maybe they were trolling you me guys. Send me the flowers because I like them. Leslie, uh, Leslie, I, I can buy myself flowers if I want them, but I am not one. I can and I do every week. But you know what? I think I just have an aversion to romance because I'm not a romantic person. I don't okay. feel romantic. And I feel like that's a very romantic gesture, um, flowers. And yes. so I just, I'm not a romantic person. Like I'm more, I don't know. I don't want to get too there. I love getting flowers, especially like from a florist when somebody comes to the door to hand me flowers and I'm not expecting it. What's your favorite flower? Um, I like tulips are my favorite um, and hydrangeas, which I always have around in my house somewhere. Um, but Darren did send me two dozen white long stemmed roses, which were beautiful recently. And then that. again on it, on valentine's day so that was nice and i deserve I do, them ironically my favorite flower believe i do have one i just don't maybe okay. i don't like the romance the romance factor yeah. of it all what is it but i do love a good white lily i just love how pretty they are they're timeless they're okay. beautiful yes and they my grandma used to have them in her backyard and she's dead mm -hmm. now so i think there's some sort of like connection there but okay they, the downside is to white lilies as they remind me too much of a funeral home and so yes yeah they, they do give their off funeral food. flower yeah they they do give off funeral but i'm also dead inside so it's very <laughs> appropriate to give me a white lily oh my god but i i saw the flowers for valentine's day and i was just like <laughs> they oh. were so pretty though they are i was very grateful to their <laughs> face i have manners i talk about people behind their backs but don't you ever I was like, really? Valentine's Day for flowers? How cliche. Where's the pizza? Where's the chocolate cake? <laughs> Give me something that's not cliche. I don't know. I'm such a mess. Anyway, we're so oh, distracted by our, by our own person. Yes. Meanwhile, back at the ranch. Miami was good this week. Sorry, we're back. Yes. 
So Kiki eats one and admits this is not the first insect she's eaten. And she also admits it got stuck in her throat, which is not the first time something got stuck. And we do love her commentary here on East and West. Kiki approaches Lisa in the market and removes her glasses so that she can show her that she is sincere. And at this point, I'm thinking that maybe that is the reason in New York that um, Uba wanted Aaron or pulled Aaron's glasses off because she wanted to look her in the eye when she was talking to her. And maybe I, like, and it reminded me of that a little just because it was like, oh, okay, I like I that. Did. I did correlate that. And you know what? I have a habit of always wearing my sunglasses inside like I'm mm -hmm. work. So when I talk to people, I do lift up my sunglasses too, but I've never, yes. I don't acknowledge it. I just do it, you know? So Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. So meanwhile, Lisa apologizes for what she had said about Kiki's childhood traumas. And Lisa admits all she does is fight with Lenny. And now she is fighting with her friends too. Kiki thinks they can find some common ground since they went through something similar. Marisol picks a pinata for Julia and Kiki's birthdays, and Kiki supplies Marisol with plenty of dildos to fill up her pinata. Dr. Nicole and Lisa are heading home since they both have business to address. Larsa calls Marcus to tell him about taking the ladies to taste test the tequila brand she invested $800,000 in, and she's still annoyed with Alexia for calling her out on only wanting to promote her products. Hello, anyone home? That's what housewives do, but yeah. and that's what she is doing. Alexia's a little. <laughs> I felt like Alexia's a little jelly. Like, just support her. Just we're on an infomercial. Yeah, that's true. Come on. Like, so Alexia together. resents that Larsa implied Todd takes care of all of her finances when Larsa got half of Scotty's pension, uh, <laughs> and the ladies attest. Larsa's tequila and they generously pretend to like it oh my god listen Larsa, I miss yeah the old listen I miss the old days of Ramona taste testing something and being like oh, god, this, is like, oh this, this is, is so awful this like, is terrible like back then I didn't know I back then I didn't realize the impacts that would have because it was such a uh -huh. So Larsa wants Alexia's support because she worked very hard on this venture. And Alexia reminds Larsa that they all work hard and they all deserve support from each other. Larsa presents Kiki, Julia, and Alexia as a thank you for hosting with a piece of diamond jewelry in, guess what? Shape of her tequila brand logo. <laughs> yes. Alexia recognizes that Larsa cannot even give a gift without it being promotional. And the funny thing is, is that I'm watching what happens live afterwards. Andy asked Julia, when was the last time you wore the necklace that Larsa gave you? And Julia said, on the day that she gave it to me at the tequila tasting. Oh my God, the shade <laughs> of it all. I know. So Kiki gave Larsa a necklace as well before, but she views this one as a walking billboard for Lisa's brand. And while at Kiki and Julia's birthday dinner, they all decide to play a game and they must each answer what they would like to take from the other girls at the table. Alexia decides she wants Kiki's energy and her ability to light up a room. Being super shady, Adriana says she wants to take Marcus from Larsa, but the other ladies think she is kidding. And Larsa does not see Adriana as a threat since Adriana already said she could not manage pounding five times a day like Larsa can. <laughs> now, I mean, 
do we do we believe that this is actually five times a day no but i also i think adriana was just poking at larsa but it was of course <laughs> it was icky that she licked her glass before she said marcus like i was like Ooh, like, what oh like oh my god i know you know she did it just to get like under larsa's skin but so. larsa is very jealous admittedly and people have accused her of being jealous so i think she very but I don't think they're pounding. Five, there's no way they're pounding five times a day. Like they're. I don't unless, understand. I mean, unless Marcus is like a minute man and you got five minutes a day. Right. Fine. That's what I was but, just thinking. Unless he's not finishing or like he, yeah, or is a minute man. Yeah. I mean, but five times, who has that kind of time? I'm serious. Like, um, no, not me. You have not to get me. in and get out sometimes. Sometimes. I mean, especially she's the one telling us how she's so busy and she's so booked. And it's like, so maybe you're over maybe you need to manage your time better then because if you're this busy with yeah. work then you shouldn't be pounding five times a day like can i see your to-do list like let me right go oh, let's reorganize here uh it just seems very come on i can't time. decide how full of shit she is you know like i just i go back and forth with her and i like her i liked her on traders me too Ugh. which is weird because on so Housewives, weird. yeah. And now it makes me want to go back to the first season of Housewives and see how she's changed. Like, I mean, we know how she's changed I'm and like, how she really? looks. But to see how she's changed, like, <laughs> attitude-wise, I'm curious. I'm going to do that when I'm bored. Anyhow, so Julia randomly asks what Michael Jordan thinks of their relationship. And Larsa says that Marcus's mom put three hearts on their Instagram post so she feels his mama approves. And Julia does not buy that their relationship is cool with MJ and thinks Larsa is avoiding the questions. Julia thinks that she's hiding a lot of secrets. At this point, Marisol decides to let the girls take something from the pinata. And she has dildos for them, which they begin <laughs> slinging around. Kiki and Julia got their faces crammed into their beautiful birthday cakes, which... Siggy Flicker would not have approved of back in the day, which I don't give a could shit what imagine, Siggy approves of. But but could yeah. you imagine if Siggy would have seen dildos in addition to the cake being thrown? No. Because, listen, I, no. I am no saint, but I'm a Virgo, and Virgos mm -hmm. clutch our pearls. I'm glad Dr. Nicole wasn't there because I would have been mortified if my friends pulled oh. out dildos in a public restaurant like that. Like people were looking. Like I'm just like this is when the Virgo comes out because yeah. I'm like, oh, how embarrassing! Like we're in a restaurant and you're pulling out a dildo it's the setting if we're going yeah. to a sex party at somebody's right or if you're house, at somebody's house that's different it's a bachelorette party at a house yeah fine but you could see the people in the back and they're in i Mexico. know in a foreign Mexico. country right exactly we mexicans are hella catholic and so you know damn right. well they the waiters were probably mortified they were like appalled i was just like so cringy for them but listen it was better than unnecessary drama i guess i don't know but true my, but my inner my inner auntie was like clutching my pearls i'm like oh my god <laughs> okay. now more offensive to me was the cake fight and the dildos because the makeup the hair the clothes like uh, no, mm -mm. no, it was no just... do not ever put anything on my face. Do not touch my face. Do not put anything on it. And then nope. fuck off. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I can Kindly. tell you. So Alexia brings Frankie to the Demoya Foundation when they're back in town so that they can help him to be more independent. And she feels he's made a lot of progress getting therapy, but the counselor does not want her to be there. 
Alexia will not allow Frankie in an Uber by himself because she's not ready to let go yet. And the counselor tells her that she needs to stay outside next time since she is not helping him become self-sufficient and she gets shooed out of the building. And her son told her she has the means to get him a car too and a driver. But I mean, I don't, I think the point was is that he's supposed to be being able to get in an Uber and be independent. But as a mother, I understand why she worries, you know? That's why the, whoever... Um, edits these stories together or the episodes together does a good job because Alexia can begin on your last nerve and the episode starts but then uh-huh. they remind you how much she cares about her son exactly whether she is and I felt bad for her because I don't have kids obviously but as a mother like it took me back to having my mom's a Latina mother and Latina mothers right. are incredibly overbearing like Alexia they want the best for their kid they can't let go mm-hmm. and so I really feel like her heart breaking because she was so anxious for her yeah son, you know what I mean and especially given the circumstances so seeing her mother Frankie who's uh you know who needs accommodations mm-hmm. it just really humanizes her because absolutely she, yeah she tends to be a little bit of a challenge when, when she's dealing sometimes, with sometimes yes but when <laughs> you see does. her mother and you know what the same can be said across the board all these women across all cities tend to be very good mothers and they want the best for their kids and they mm-hmm. well about 99.9% of them. So I think that seeing Alexia mom is a great way to like humanize her. So it's like, absolutely. Thank you. She better send those editors a muffin basket because she had me on her (laughs) side again, right then and there. Definitely. So then we have Lisa and Jody and they're talking about Lenny finally signing the paperwork and Lenny agreed to build a waterfront home for Lisa and the kids. And it is ironic that Lenny found the plans that Jody had previously designed for a home himself. Ooh. Uh, mm-hmm. Lisa thinks that they must have something in common. And she says they still have some issues to resolve before she is officially divorced. Meanwhile, Nicole meets up at Claw, a restaurant I have not been to yet, but would like to go to. Just in Let's case go. anybody out there is listening and wants to go with me. Nicole is meeting her dad at Claw and his girlfriend Isis for the first time for lunch. And she's taking a huge step in meeting her since she did not ever meet any of the others he dated. She's gracious when she meets her and Isis is only 38 years old. Miguel is in his 70s and Nicole sees herself in the parental role meeting her dad's girlfriend. Isis has a natural hair and skincare line. And so she brought Nicole a gift to promote it, which made me laugh for two reasons, just that she's promoting her line and the fact that she had the longest extensions I've ever seen. So there you go. With her natural hair care line, however, that was and un- unfortunately for Miss Isis, they Nicole didn't even take it out the bag. So she, I know, you know I, Nicole probably deposited it right in the garbage on her way outside of the restaurant here. You can she's have like, this. Oh, here, throw this away. Thank you. Yes, throw this away from me, please. I can't look at it. So Nicole is throwing back her glass of wine since this is a lot to take in. And she asks her dad if they are in a committed relationship and he pretends not to understand her. Miguel says he wants to have kids with Isis. And if she does not comply, he will keep trolling Miami for a new candidate. And there are plenty in Miami, I can tell you. I've seen most of them wandering around. Isis then tells Nicole her dad is tracking her period, which was way too much information for us here and probably Nicole. 
Nicole and her confessional is asked by a producer about the possibility of their having kids simultaneously and then being in a delivery room together. And she assures him that this will never happen since she would rather rent out the entire maternity wing to avoid that. Mm. Julia and, oh, they were at Pinecrest Farmer's Market? I didn't even they notice did. that. That's my, I, that's, I live in Pinecrest. I know. That's why I wrote that. I don't want to give out your oh, location, shit. darling, but I, I don't, that's I don't where don't they care. I got to go back and watch again now. I yeah. wasn't even paying, I guess I was, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. It's all in the details. So Julian, Alexica, and Alexia, me. Alexica. Alexica. Julia, Julica, and Alexica meet at Pinecrest Farmer's Market because they have teamed up to make a Russian Cuban style raspberry guava jam. Say that four times in a row. That's a lot of fruit for me. That is a lot of loads. Oh, not loads. I mean, whatever. (laughs) Keep going. Adriana calls them there together and she's having a party at Emilio's hotel. And Adriana then talks about the breaking news that Michael Jordan does not approve of Marcus and Larsa's romance. Adriana will play pickleball with Larsa to find out how Larsa feels about Michael Jordan's opinion. I think I walked into my kitchen during that part because when I came back, pickleball was on. So I I think I missed that entire part. So at least I miss my own neighborhood. Okay. There you go. I had to wonder about myself for a minute. So Adriana and Kiki meet up to play pickleball with Larsa. And Larsa shares that Marcus gave her flowers and told her she is a great mother and wife. She gets asked about the Michael Jordan Daily Mail video and claims he's laughing when he says he doesn't approve of his son dating her. Larsa is then asked, "When when you guys are together with Michael Jordan, is he cool with you? She then spills, I've never seen him since we've been together. <laughs> Which is cringy to admit. Like she could Very. Just, I, I know. Like, oh, he's fine. Just be yes. like, it's okay. Because what's he going to do? Make a statement that says we've never been together? Like, no. Or what are they going to do? Not. Like, are they going to text Michael Jordan and be like, oh, so Larsa said, like, you know what right. I mean? Oh, right. So exactly. So ridiculous. Mortifying. So Larsa says that behind closed doors, everything is great. And she shares that Marcus did text Michael Jordan and told him it wasn't cool. And Larsa says Michael Jordan's reaction to the relationship is more about shock. I guess. I mean. I mean, sure, Jam. And while we're on the subject of them, did we see also, did we talk about the fact that he gave her a huge diamond ring too? She's walking around sporting a huge ring on her engagement ring finger. And this is in real time. So yeah. after they are allegedly broke up today or Super something Bowl, earlier mm-hmm. today, she was spotted with a huge ring on her finger. So maybe she's just trolling us for her press. I don't know. Maybe. So Adriana and Kiki see Larsa continuing to deflect and pretend like all is good. And they call her out about saying Michael Jordan was okay with it and admit it is embarrassing. Larsa pushes back since she feels she is being put on trial, defending her relationship with her friends. Larsa then declares that she does not want to call Michael Jordan by his name. Yikes, on camera, camera. I'm sure. That's so weird. I mean, we all know who he is. You can't really hide that. It it took me back to nugget. It took me back to season four when she didn't want to talk about Kanye West on camera. And she's oh, like, God. I don't say his name, I don't say his name. I think she just doesn't like to talk about big celebrities on the show because she doesn't want to be like she doesn't want to be accused of being thirsty or like using their yeah name. that's probably true yeah but that's but, but that would also I mean, cause her to be a critical thinker so i don't think she is but who knows why she she has her reasons who knows who knows 
Who knows? I am genuinely upset that next week is a finale of Miami because I enjoy. I know them it's so been much. good. Yeah, There's so many of them, and they do a good job at balancing all the women. And I really, really hope Kiki gets promoted next season because I feel like she's, me too. Yeah, she's done a really great job this season to carry story and push it forward and she deserves drama, it she yeah. deserves it more than the other women mm-hmm. um adriana and marisol they're cute but i don't think that they you know they've had a full-time status before back in the day so. they don't need to be full-time we can just take them as friends of that's fine let's give kiki a tagline next season for yeah. favor bravo we need her full-time thank you that's all definitely that's all i ask damn it just <laughs> Well, we but do anyway. have a few good weeks left of reunions and finales, at least. And maybe something will be announced in the next few weeks, and they'll surprise us. And Dubai? Dubai? Is I mean, it being listen- held up by Dubai? Is that what we heard? I feel like that's what I heard. Like, the country of Dubai? That was the rumor I heard, but now yeah. that Jersey got delayed, I think it was going to be a lead-in for Dubai, so they probably mm. delayed both of them. Because <sighs> Chanel Ayon tweeted that it was delayed, or that it was going to premiere in June, but then her co-star said she's drunk. Yeah. Um, listen, I didn't hate the Dubai girls. I didn't think they made a huge splash, but I season two, I mean, I like Chanel Ayon, and, um, mm-hmm. but we'll see. I hope more people watch, because I do think it should be given a fair shot. I think they did it. They did solid. I I agree. Yeah. And that second season looked good from what we saw. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, the premiere episode was really good at, um, Bravo Conan. Yeah. By the time it airs, everything we're watching is going to be like a year old because they They filmed so long ago. I know. I don't like that. I don't like that. That's why I think they should have aired Vanderpump a little earlier too. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Oh, well. Anyway. All right, Leslie. I say this every week. I love talking to you. And I love talking to you, Marielle. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed. We thank you for listening. And we will be back next week. Yes, for sure. Bye. Bye.